So you can also confirm that there is at least one Cubs fan who is not insufferable? Yes. <laughs> and you'll see him. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. Vince is back on Monday. My thanks to Michelle Richards for stepping in today and tomorrow. Brandon Snide is here. Debbie Lasga on the roads and Greg Hill producing the big show. So yesterday was a big day. Governor Evers signed off on his two-year spending plan. This was a plan that was approved by uh, the Republican-led legislature. Uh, it had a couple of things in there that the governor didn't like, so he he used 51 vetoes. So he has a very powerful veto pen. Uh, the record, by the way, for most partial vetoes is 457. That was Tommy Thompson back in 1991. So this year, Evers made 51 and one of the ones getting a lot of attention is that he used his veto powers to increase school funding for centuries, for hundreds of years. And the way he did it is very interesting. So basically, he used the partial veto power to increase how much revenue K-12 through public schools can raise per student by $325 a year until 2425 a long time from now. A little bit. Now, the way the veto works is that you can't add funding. You can, you know, he's got a powerful pen where he can cut some different things or whatnot, but he can't add funding. So there are questions, well, how did he do this? Well, so he took the language that originally applied that $325 increase to the 2023-24 and the 2024-25 school years, right? So the next two years. And he vetoed the 20 and the hyphen, out of the 2024-25, so he effectively made it 24-25. Does that make sense? That's creative. So yeah, just the hyphen and the 20. So now the date is 24-25, which is pretty incredible. We'll see what happens there. Republicans unhappy with that. Some saying that he uh, he broke a deal that they had made. Um, no word yet on whether or not they will try to override any of the vetoes. Um, but they do expect to come back to the legislature this fall and maybe do some work there as well. One of the other stories, too, by the way, is that the governor did include money in the budget for that east-west 94 widening project. So this is that stretch between the zoo and the Marquette right there through the stadium interchange where it gets really tight near the, uh, the cemetery. So that is a go as of now. Uh, construction would begin in 2025. There's been a lot of conversation about what to do with that spot, and it's a go for now. In that stretch. Right now, 614 Sports. Not going to make you feel very good. Brandon Stein's got it in a minute. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. As you just heard, Eric, a brutal night to be a Brewers fan last night after taking the lead into the seventh inning off a Willie Adamas home run. Devin Williams entered the ninth inning with a 3-1 to lead, but thanks to a couple of soft hits and a throwing error, the Cubs, unfortunately, came crawling back. Bouncer hit wide of third, but gobbled up by Anderson. He throws in the dirt, and another run is going to score. And they've got the runner in a rundown now, and he's going to be called out for running out of the baseline, but not before the lead run in the game has scored. Bob Euchre on the call right here on WTMJ as Anderson's throw in in the dirt there, and the Cubs take the 4-3 lead, and they would hold on 
defeating the Brewers in yet again frustrating fashion. I mean, they, they you know, found found grass with two two hits uh, that were not well hit. Um, and then, uh, you know, Talkman had a good at-bat. I mean, give him credit for having a nice at-bat and falling off some pitches and put a ball in play, and then we made a defensive mistake, and that was it. Following the loss, the Brewers will look for the series split later this afternoon against Chicago. Coverage will get underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 1235. Freddie Peralta expected to get the start for the Brew Crew. Over to the NBA, where Sham Sharania of The Athletic reported on Wednesday that the Bucks' two-time MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo had a procedure done on his bothersome left knee. According to his head coach, though, Adrian Griffin, all is good with the Greek freak. Well, you know, yes, he, he had a routine surgery on his left knee, and it, it went great. Uh, everything went as planned, and we expect him back uh, ready to go in training camp. For sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I just hope he just takes the summer off. Giannis hasn't no taken a summer off in like yeah. forever. Uh, speaking of, Sham's also reporting that Giannis is uncertain for Greece's FIBA World okay. Cup play later this summer. So hopefully that stays the true. But if we know Giannis and we know him very well, he will try to fight through that and right. play for Greece. Hey, pretty neat moment before the game today at uh, American Family Field there, Brandon. Tom Schrader, a lifelong Brewers fan who suffered a heart attack outside the stadium 15 years ago and was saved by a Cubs fan named Jim Saletta. Both of them are going to throw out the first pitch today. I spoke to him yesterday, and he told me about how his family's going to be there, his daughter, his grandkids, people that would not have he never would have seen or met had he not been saved by this Cubs fan. We're all looking forward to celebrating together this 15-year milestone, and uh, for many of them, they'll be meeting Jim for the first time, so that's going to be exciting. So you can also confirm that there is at least one Cubs fan who is not insufferable? Yes. <laughs> and you'll see him just one <laughs> you'll see him throwing the first pitch with Tom later today pretty neat moment 618 how do you get this relationship that story next Let's get it on. <laughs> oh boy Let's get well you asked there's so many questions I have so many questions and if you have any type of life anywhere near this one would you please text in or call in on the old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620 old National Bank get old so Bill de Blasio the former mayor of New York and his wife Shirley McRae are separating they talked about this with the New York Times okay that happens but here's what makes this interesting to me they're separating to date other people without moving out or without divorcing. So they're having their cake and they're eating it too. <laughs> they just can't be bothered to go through with it all? I, that's a good question. Are they just lazy? I mean, divorce can be expensive. It can be brutal. Well, they're not suffering probably financially. That's a good point. De Blasio and McRae will remain married and continue living together in their Park Slope Brooklyn abode as they date other people, they said to the New York Times. Asked whether de Blasio's tumultuous eight years in Gracie Mansion kept by uh, deeply unfavorable ratings among New Yorkers combined with his goofy presidential run in 2020, says the Times, if that had anything to do with the split. And his wife says, absolutely. So here's the part. So if that's not enough, like, hey, let's get divorced, but not divorced. Let's separate, but still live together. And I might, you know, bring home a date or two. Can you... Can you keep it quiet over there? We're watching a movie. Can you go somewhere while we watch a movie? Can we, like, coordinate our schedules? Hey, can I have the bedroom tonight? I mean, who knows? It might go well. Um, The mutual decision to split 
came about two months ago when de Blasio asked his wife at home, why aren't you lovey-dovey anymore? Uh-huh. And you see... <laughs> you see lovey-dovey. No one says that. That means something different. Okay. You said it, not me, but it does. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But is this really a thing? I mean, I've, I've heard of separating without getting divorced. And usually you have a different place to live, though. To stay in the same house? Why would you want to? No. You wouldn't no. do that? No. That, unless I was in really, you know, dire financial straits. Which I don't believe he is in. Right. And neither would I be, but I, I would figure it out. Do you, I mean... They have to, like, have separate rooms and stuff, right? Maybe a separate wing of the house. Maybe it's a really big house. I mean, you're not bringing dates back, are you? If your spouse is there? No, you have to coordinate that. You put a sock on the door? Like, what is this? <laughs> what year is this? Hmm. Uh, he said that they still very much love each other. We came to this decision together. It's the right decision for us, she explained. Um, still very much in love. So who knows? And they got a couple of adult children. Well, then maybe it's just an open marriage. Maybe just call it what it is. So what does open marriage mean, though? Isn't it that you can have multiple partners? But you don't swing? Is that is that different when you... Well, I think that's the same thing. I think swingers are swinging open. I don't know. <laughs> Enlighten us, Debbie. <laughs> obviously, obviously, I don't know. <laughs> He's got this uh, on the text line from the 262 on the old National Bank talking text line. Ew, I don't want to be eating anyone else's cake. That's mentioning how. Uh, they have no, but they are. They get the best of both worlds. Right? You don't have to divorce. You have to go through that. That's an awful process. Yeah. Uh, the financial issue with that. So they don't have to do that. And they can still bring dates home if they want. Well, you know what? Who am I to judge? Go for it. I wish them the best. Hmm. I hope they find happiness. So if Chad, if, Chad each other. You, if Chad approached you and said, hey, you know, obviously it's been a little rocky. How about we separate and uh, we can still keep the house together, though, and I might bring some dates home. What would you say? <laughs> well, that wouldn't work for me. But it, <laughs> if this is what works for them. But who, who brings that up first? Who's the fly on, the, you know, who's the one who says, hey, you know what we should try to do? Like, you know, <laughs> who throws out that meatball just hoping that it's okay with the spouse? Hey, what do you think if, you know, maybe we still date and stuff and just keep the same house and, yeah, what, what do you, th- you know, can I use the Netflix tonight? I mean, we might, might watch a rom-com. <laughs> maybe would, they've been talking about it for years. You never to, know. If, if this is something anyone has done, I would love to hear how this works. Old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. 855-616-1620. I just find it so hard to believe, but hey, good on you, I guess, there, former mayor. Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Vetrano. Vince is back Monday, enjoying a nice holiday week. Eric Bilstead along with Michelle Richards, Brandon Snyder in sports, Debbie Lazga on the roads, and Greg Pancake Hill producing the show for us. Got to do it. It's Thursday. It's time. We like to highlight an everyday hero presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living. Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living transforming the culture of care. Every week we like to highlight a random average Jane or John Doe. Someone who didn't realize when they got up that morning that they were going to save a life. Well, it happened. This time, this story out of Genesee County, Michigan. 
So a seven-year-old boy named Griffin was at the public pool. It's summer's here, right? So people are swimming now, doing that kind of thing. They sometimes get crowded. And he wandered from his mother, and he fell into the pool, and he went right to the bottom. Sheriff Christopher Swanson. There are two heroes that saw this. And unbeknownst to anybody, they jumped into the pool, and they picked up the seven-year-old, dragged him to the side. The seven-year-old wasn't breathing. He was blue. And he was lifeless. So these two heroes pulled the boy out of the water, and immediately the boy's mother ran up and did CPR. Boy was revived, spent the day in the hospital, but is otherwise okay. The two heroes, Noah and Weston, are 12 and 8 years old. Just kids. Just two boys. Happened to see Griffin fall in and knew that something was wrong. He went right to the bottom, and they went and got him. Now, the Genesee County Sheriff's Office in Michigan posted a video on their Facebook page of Griffin's grandfather thanking the two boys for their heroism. Such a special moment. They did a heroic thing. They really did. And I'm getting teary-eyed just thinking about it. Like I said earlier, most heroes don't wear capes. And that's these guys. Without these guys, he wouldn't be here right now. So it's pretty cool seeing this Facebook Live on the uh, Genesee County Sheriff's Department uh, Facebook page that's posted on there now. So then, in an effort to celebrate the moment, these two heroes were given $100 gift cards, and also Griffin was given one. And you hear Griffin uh, celebrate at the end of this bite here. You guys are all going to get a $100 shopping spree for buying whatever you want. All right? These are for them. There you go, Griffin. Noah, there you go. There you go. That's it, man. I'm rich. You're yeah, rich. he's rich. So congratulations to uh, Weston and Noah, two everyday heroes who just happened to be at the right place at the right time and saved a life. Everyday Heroes presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Mike Talkman doubled in two runs and scored in a three-run ninth inning off Brewers All-Star closer Devin Williams as the Chicago Cubs rallied to beat the Milwaukee Brewers by a final score of 4-3 on Wednesday night. Freddie Peralta will look to help split the series later today against Chicago. Covers will get underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 1235. Bucks two-time MVP Giannis Adenakumpo underwent a cleanup procedure on his left knee. Sham Sharani also reporting that Giannis is uncertain for the summer's FIBA World Cup. And lastly, the in-season tournament for the NBA is starting to take shape. The final four of the league's new in-season tournament will take place on December 7th and 9th in Las Vegas. Full details on the competition, including groupings, will be unveiled Saturday night in Las Vegas on ESPN's NBA Today. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers are nearing the All-Star break, currently sitting in second place in the National League Central, and for now, unfortunately, still have more questions than answers. 
Look, a team that has had two of the more frustrating losses than I can recall, both happening this week, and unfortunately, both against the hated Chicago Cubs, has a glaring need at a few positions, but none bigger than the one at first base. Look, again, there are many reasons to be frustrated as a Brewers fan this season. Injuries, inconsistent play at the plate, some offensive changes to name a couple, but the most frustrating, in my opinion, the lack of production at the corner infield position. Plain and simple, the Rowdy Telez project in Milwaukee can and should come to an end sooner rather than later is preferred. It has been 46 days since Telez hit a home run for the Brewers, and he is mustering just a 213 batting average to go along with a pathetic 285 on base percentage. The Brewers have a history of having good first basemen. Prince Fielder, Ryan Braun, Jesus Aguilar are just a few names that have played the position with the team that saw the most success in 2011 and in 2018. Is that a coincidence? Absolutely not. You need offensive production from your corner infielders, and right now, the Brewers are getting slightly better than nothing from Rowdy Telez. From what we have heard, the Brewers believe they will compete for a division championship. And if they truly believe those words, upgrading that position at first base will lead their list ahead of the trade deadline. Yeah, so just announced Facebook and Instagram's parent company, Meta, of course, this is Zuckerberg's company, is launching its new app called Threads. And it's meant to rival Twitter. Politicians, media executives, sports stars, entertainers, and all sorts of other people are still on Twitter. And one of the key questions a lot of us have is whether or not another social network will be able to come in and reproduce that power that Twitter had, or if Twitter's influence was just a moment in time and it's not going to exist like it did again. So that's Ian Sure basically questioning whether or not threads can work. I, so I'm on threads. It's, it looks a lot like Instagram, right, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it does, but with more text. Okay. Yeah. L- uh, less color. Right. And it's really easy to download. You just go to the App Store and it comes up. And basically, like, you can use your Instagram user account and it'll just do it. Boom, here you go. Would you like to follow all the same people? Here you go. Uh, The algorithms are a little bit different. I was getting all kinds of random influencers just telling me how Mm -hmm. great Threads was. Oh, this this app looks fantastic. Well, it's set up. It's not chronological, right? Right. That's going to annoy the... (laughs) They'll have to fix that. It shows you what it thinks you want to see. Yeah, and I'm not a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I It may work. I mean, I, I give it a shot just because it's getting so much attention. I have to admit, though, it's bittersweet, though, because I Zuckerberg is no better <laughs> than Elon well, you're Musk. Right. And like, you're right. Facebook copies and cheats on everything, too. So it's the same stuff. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't get it. I, I, it seems like it's more of a... Uh, it seems like it's a copycat approach to like hit someone who's on the ropes right now, which I guess good for them. It's a good business move for Facebook to do this, given how many people are on Facebook and on Instagram. Well, and apparently Mark Zuckerberg said that the app has passed 2 million signups in just the first two hours. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. So it's working. There's a ton with blue checks, too, already. <laughs> ESPN's Jen Latta joins us in studio. Unlike my groin, which is not working, <laughs> oh which is why gosh. I'm on crutches this morning. Holy cow. You feeling okay? Not even close? or Close. Uh, I was told I, I was running um, this weekend, and I pulled my groin, and the doctor said 48 hours 
non-weight bearing. So we're closing in on that. I'm completely out of breath. Oh my gosh. From crutching inside. Everything takes longer when you're crutching. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Lana, you could have just phoned it in and said, "Hey, I'll catch you a different time." I should have just phoned it in. Um, I'm all, I'm all in on threads. Yeah, it, it might suck. It might not be great, but like, it feels fresh. It feels new. And you were talking about two million. I saw an updated number this morning that said ten million. Ten million right. people wow. have joined the app in the first like. 12 hours. And I think that's Facebook is, or I should say Meta is basically just, they're hoping on the math, right? Because that many, what, how many billion are on Facebook? How many more are on Instagram? If they can even siphon fractions of that, like 10 million into 20 million to 25 million, that's going to be a success for them. I think success will be figuring out a way to limit the bots, right? Like these automated not real people yep. who just jump into conversations to incite conflict. Yep, yep. If they can limit that and it just actually is users who are interacting, will there be a few bad apples in the bunch? Probably. That's just kind of how the ratio of people works. Right. But I think that will make it a more enjoyable experience for a lot of people. I myself, I've been on Twitter for 12 years, 13 years, something crazy like that. And it has just gotten increasingly toxic yep. to the point where like you open up the app and you're like, okay, I know I got to do this. <laughs> I don't want to do this. It's like abs, right? I got to do it. I don't mm-hmm. want to do it. Right, right. But I got to crank out these sit-ups, mm-hmm. these planks. It. <laughs> it's going to be miserable, but let's just do it. That's how I feel when I go into the Twitter it's just app like now. Exercise. So I'm hoping that the Threads app is a little more of a pleasant experience, the exchange of information and ideas, which is kind of why we went to Twitter in the first place. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about how this works, so if you use Threads, basically they give you the option right away, hey, would you like to just follow everyone you follow on Instagram? Now, for me, the way I use Instagram is different than how I use Twitter. I use Twitter for information, for you know, reports, news, yada yada. I use Instagram for like friends and art and just you know, curious, interesting things. So to blend those together somehow, I think that will be a trick for some people. I think that'll be the work in progress because I did the same thing where I was like, yeah, bring them on over, right? Yeah. But like, I follow the historic third ward, right? Yeah. But it's usually because I want to know what restaurants are opening or what events they're having. And maybe that will be on Twitter as well. Or maybe that's just an Instagram group, you know? And, and like for people that I follow for their bikini pics, I don't know if that's going to translate over right? to threads, right? They show their, I certainly their, hope um, so. their physique on, on the old Instagram. I'm not sure that that's going to be on threads, but I'm open to it. I'm curious to see how it goes. I'm hopeful that they can keep it less of a toxic environment than Twitter became. And if they can do a fraction of that, I think it'll be a pleasant experience for most people. ESPN Milwaukee's Jen Latta, you have a show in two minutes and it'll take you probably five minutes to get there. So I'm going to let you go. Oh, I'm exhausted just thinking about <laughs> crutching. How far away is that, by the way? It's like, it's yeah, like what, 30 feet? Like it's not even far and I'm like dreading it. Thanks, guys. Good luck.